It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a little uh, a little bit fantastic, a little bit fantastic, a lot of fantastic. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It really will be terrific. Uh, I was reading a book uh, written by my guest, and I'll tell you a little bit about him in just a moment. And the one thing that really stuck out to me was a general reminder that the universe is really abundant. Those in business or in sales can sometimes get into a rut and think, no one wants to do business with me, no one has money, all the good customers are doing business elsewhere. But the truth is, there really is enough to go around for everyone. It's all about having a proper mindset. So let me ask, what are you doing today to put yourself in that championship mindset? Listening to uplifting music, reading an inspiring book, or exercising really early in the morning are all things you can do to put yourself in a proper frame of mind. We'll discuss having a championship mindset, how to generate leads, and increase sales for your business. Uh, on this call today. So with all of this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Eric Lawholm. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Eric is a master sales trainer who has taught his proven sales systems to thousands of professionals around the world He's the president and CEO of Eric Lawholm International, an organization he founded to professionally train people on the art and science of selling. Eric began his career as a sales failure. At his first job, he was put on uh, a quota alert. And uh, I'll tell you what, after failing to meet minimum quota for two months in a row, he was really uh, on the brink of being fired. It was at this point that Eric met his, uh, met his sales mentor. And after being professionally trained, he achieved his quota and eventually became the top producer at that company. He went on to become the top producing of two more companies prior to starting his company. Eric is a naturally gifted teacher, and for over 14 years, he's been sharing his proven sales ideas and principles with people all around the world. He believes that selling equals service. He also believes in working toward mastery of the fundamental of lead generation, appointment setting, and delivering a high-quality presentation. He's delivered over 1,500 public and private presentations, including a number of Fortune 500 companies. He's also an instructor for CEO Space and Networking University. Eric is the author of How to Sell in the New Economy, How to Master the Science of Setting, 21 Ways to Close More Sales, and his newest book, which is called The System. We'll discuss all of this and so much more in today's show. And with this in mind, here is my guest, Eric Lawholm. Eric, are you there? Yes, Brian, I'm here. It is a pleasure to have you on, my friend. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be great. Absolutely, it will. So here's the first question I ask everyone who comes on my show. Tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory, where you started, what you overcame. We alluded to a little bit of that in your bio and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, well, as I got started in sales, I went to work for a real estate entrepreneur, and I had an experience kind of like the show uh, The Apprentice with Donald Trump. Um, I went in my early 20s. I'd, I'd never accomplished anything business-wise in my life before, and I wanted to be mentored by this multimillionaire real estate investor. And so he hired me to be his assistant. It was a part-time job, and I had to do something else for him when I wasn't being his assistant. And so he said, I want you to do sales for me. So that's how I got my start in sales, and uh, had received no training, and I was terrible at it. At the end of my first year, in addition to being his bottom producer, I missed quota two months in a row, as you stated in the introduction, and I nearly lost my job, and I was introduced to my sales mentor, Dr. Donald Moyne, and received professional training for the first time. And what Dr. Moyne did for me is he broke it down step-by-step, kind of like an engineer's mind, and I understood it for the first time ever, and then once I understood it, boom, I just took off, uh, went from worst to first in 60 days. Uh, My natural gifting is teaching, so once I had Dr. Moyne's sales system, 
I started teaching people in my early 20s what he taught me, and I started producing sales champions. I then went and worked for Tony Robbins for three years, and then 15 and a half years ago, branched off and started my current company. We're a global sales training organization, and what we're all about is teaching people um, systems, step-by-step ways to generate more leads, set more appointments, and close more sales. That's really fantastic. So tell me, we've got less than three minutes to our first break. What was it like working for Tony Robbins? You know, it was it was interesting. Um, he's one of the most charismatic human beings on the planet. Uh, he is a very systems guy. At least the division that I worked in was very step by step. We had a a wonderful plan that we uh, that we focused on, and and so I learned a lot from um, just being immersed in his culture and how his systems worked, and that was really the foundation for the success of my company. Um, we modeled a lot of those systems. Uh, so it was it was a great experience um, to prepare me for what I'm doing now. That's that's really great. So you took a lot of the same types of systems and implemented them into your company and just really modeled what he was doing, right? Yeah, because Tony, part of his backstory is he worked for Jim Rohn for five years. Yes. And so Tony learned systems from Jim Rohn, brought them into his company. Um, I learned some of those exact same Jim Rohn systems brought them into my organization. So um, there's a, a history in, in how I do things uh, dating back to Jim Rohn, and, and it's, it works you know, very predictably. So it's, it's been great. Yeah, and one thing I love about Tony Robbins is he says that success leaves clues. And if you do things in a certain way, then you're going to get a certain set of results. And if you don't do things in a certain way, you're not going to get those results. So that's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, Eric, I've been following you on social media here for a little while. We've got under a minute for a break. I follow you on Facebook and on Twitter, and we'll talk about how you build your business on social media much later in the show, because I think that's a very important component to your success. But uh, I'm very, very glad to have you here today, and we are definitely going to be talking about your book, The System. I finished reading it this weekend, and a lot of great ideas. And for people who are struggling in sales, or even for people who are doing very well in sales and just need that one extra idea to put them over the top, this book has it all. And uh, my guest this week is Eric Lofholm, and we will be coming back here shortly in, in just a little bit. And we're going to discuss a lot of topics. We're going to discuss lead generation. We're going to discuss setting appointments. We're going to discuss having a championship mindset. And we're also going to talk about some other things that I think are extremely important, too, and including some really wonderful ideas that will help you build your book of business. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile 
service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Eric Lothholm. Let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and talk to Eric and ask a question about building your business, increasing your sales, generating referrals, or whatever is on your business mind today. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. So, Eric, you open up the book by talking about having a championship mindset or having a positive mindset or, or having your mind in the right place when it comes to going about your day, going about your business. Let's talk about how important that is and how that can affect your sales. Well, one of the most important things I've ever discovered about producing sales results is that selling is a very intentional style of communication. And so one of the habits that I've developed before I go in and deliver a presentation is I get really clear. What is the exact result that I want to produce? That's a mindset thing. And then tactically, the how-to part, I think through the presentation, specifically around the sequencing of the presentation, I get crystal clear on how I'm going to close so I know exactly how I'm going to wrap the presentation. And uh, I craft that presentation to guide the prospect towards the desired result that I want. Um, In my experience, most people don't do that. Um, They lack the preparation in advance of the presentation. They tend to wing it. And in a lot of cases, they're like, hey, whatever happens, happens, as opposed to willing uh, a sale. If you think about a sporting event, um, there's a lot of times the last you know, two minutes of a game, a team mm-hmm. will come from behind, and they will literally will that victory. Like, they're so far down, you know, they're down you know, 10 points in a basketball game with a minute and 20 seconds left, and somehow they, they win. Right. And it's because they impose their will on the other team, and... I have done this over and over and over again. I have willed so many sales out of my intention because when two people meet, Tony Robbins taught me, the person that's the most certain will almost always influence the other person. So mindset is is a huge aspect of selling. Wow. That is absolutely huge. And, you know, a lot of people uh, have a a somewhat aggressive attitude or arm-twisting kind of attitude towards sales, and that's not really your philosophy at all. In fact, you've got a, a, a mantra that you, you live by, and I alluded to that in your bio, selling equals service. A lot of people don't think about that. They think about getting the sale, getting the money, taking someone missions and running away, so to speak. But that's not really what it's all about. Yeah, the, the, the commission part, the closing of the sale, um, that's a byproduct of focusing on adding value. So, yeah. you know, certainly there are some people out there that apply, you know, high-pressure techniques. They're, they're, they're pushy salespeople and so forth. Um, I don't believe in that. Uh, it, it doesn't really – it still works, but it doesn't work that well because people that do that, <laughs> they, get, they get negative reports on the Internet. You know, there's, there's no repeat business. And so what I teach is elegant influence, and it's benefit-driven selling where you really focus on – adding value to the prospect, and when we focus first on adding value and serving the prospect, we, we have an essence to us. And so mm. the other person will feel that. You know, yeah. they, if we're being pushy, they feel that. If, if we're serving them, they feel that as well. We're still going to close. Okay, we're still going to ask for the order. We're still going to do that, but we're going to do that after we've added value, and we've made sure that the product or service that we're recommending you know, truly creates more value for the prospect and the money we're asking for. Um, when you do this, people will buy from you again and again and again. They'll refer you. Doors will open up for you uh, that, you know, never would have opened before. I mean, some of my greatest successes were doors that opened for me out of who I was being 
you know, how yeah. I showed up as a human being and that they felt that they could trust me because they could. Um, yeah. th- that's a huge part to me of sales greatness. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. And one of the things that you also talk in your book is about uh, staying in the conversation. Does that involve, is that a pre-sale, during a sale, after the sale? What exactly does staying in the conversation mean? Yeah, so that's like a, an Eric Lotham-ism, and it, it really it has to be explained because it, just looking at it by itself, it, it, it wouldn't have a meaning to somebody. And so what I teach is um, I language my ideas as distinctions. And so it's a set of distinctions, and a distinction is an understanding beyond common knowledge. So what I tell my students is the number one distinction that I teach is stay in the conversation. And what it means is that when a, when a student starts training with me, and what they initially learn is not the real value that I can bring them. The real value comes from a series of conversations, whether those conversations happen by reading my book or listening to my audios or coming to a seminar that I do or do live co- you know, one-on-one coaching with me. So the real value is the ongoing conversation to develop the ideas. And so it's, it's a way of me communicating to a student, you get the most value by continuing the conversation. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And you, you definitely have to build that relationship. That's really what it is all about. So let me ask you something. Once you have a, a proper mindset and you, you know what your end goal is going to be in terms of developing not just the sale but the relationship, you have to have someone to talk to first. And so it starts with generating leads and setting appointments. And this is the part of sales that most people hate doing. So how can we do this effectively and even make it fun? Yeah, so um, there's three key systems that I teach to grow any business, lead Mm -hmm. generation, appointment setting, and lead conversion. And there's three ways to elevate your sales results, inner game, which is mindset, outer game, which is the how-tos, and then action. So it all starts with lead generation, and we look at lead generation as a standalone system. So in other words, we forget all about appointment setting and lead conversion, And it starts with, okay, how many leads do I need? What is my lead inventory goal? There's a vocabulary to sales greatness, and part of that is lead inventory. And we want to get leads in terms of systems, and we want to think in terms of online systems and offline systems. And that could be um, a referral system. It could be a system over uh, social media. It could be paid advertising. It could be warm market. It could be your existing database. It could be cold calls, door knocking. And just probably the the simplest thing to do is look at what are the best practices in your industry. And then from those best practices, um, model them. So like in my industry, for example, I have a free magazine called Mm -hmm. I Love Selling. And it's great, by the way. Yeah, we we create a lot of value and we don't charge for it. And that's that's a, a lead generation tip is if you give something that's truly valuable, and you don't charge for it, you will attract people to you like a magnet. Mm-hmm. So that magazine, I mean, we're in 60 countries with that magazine. And mm-hmm. the thing is just taken off because it's a really high-valued magazine, but we don't charge and it's digitally delivered. So it's in terms of lead generation, it, the first thing is systems. And then two, look at what are people in your industry doing, model that. And then what Jay Abraham taught me, my marketing coach, was – Model what other people are doing in other industries. And if you can model a system from another industry, it may create a breakthrough for you. Like you might be the only person in your industry doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, those are just a couple of different thoughts when it comes to lead generation. Absolutely. Is there value then, tailing off of what you just said, is there value then in trying things that nobody in your industry is doing just to see what works? Or would you suggest doing what other people are doing as potentially building your bread and butter, and then branching out once you've got a base going. Okay, I'm going to say both, and and what I'm going to say is your baseline is what you're currently doing. So keep doing your baseline, but absolutely try other things. Um, Because, you know, I tried something the other day on on social media where I advertised a webinar where I was teaching the Jim Rohn speaker model, and it it was a brand new concept that I came up with. And a typical webinar, we'd get 200 registrations. We got 900 registrations because I tried wow. something new. But I didn't, I didn't ditch my bread and butter. So uh, my baseline, keep doing your baseline and then absolutely try new things. You never know when you're going to hit on something that could be huge. When I did my sales magazine, 
I'd never done a magazine before. I'm like, hey, we're just going to see whatever happens, happens. And we got, you know, an iTunes on the, you know, hot, new hot magazine, and we got 50 right. countries, and the thing just took off. So definitely try new things. That's great. We've got less than three minutes to our next break. So let me ask you, do you think selling is different in this economy versus what it was just a few years ago, or does it really just come back to being a good salesperson and being good at what you do? Well, there's there's one fundamental shift. So selling is selling. That hasn't changed. What's changed is the integration of technology into the sales process. So like what we're doing right now, is this, you consider, is this a radio show or a podcast? What do you call this? I think I can call it both, actually. I call it a radio show, but it is podcasted for people to Perfect. listen to afterwards. So here, here's the point. Ten years ago, you don't have a platform to do a radio show. Right. See, the change in technology, ten years ago, I'm not doing a magazine. <laughs> ten years ago, I'm right. not delivering sales presentations over video streamed on the Internet. So the, the, the point is that the fundamental change is the integration of technology into the sales process where – the, the technology does some, or in some cases, all of the heavy lifting. And the people that are adapting to that are the ones that are out there doing incredibly well. And my whole business in 2008, when the economy shifted, I, I recognized the trend. And so I changed my entire business model where, where we now – we do our seminars, not all of them, but a lot of them are done um, – they're web-based seminars. We still do live training, but they're done over the Internet. Mm-hmm. And so um, – the people that are adapting at that level, I think, are the ones that are having the greatest success. Absolutely. And uh, it, the, the potential of the Internet is still uh, – I mean, I think we're still exploring the potential that is with new technology being associated with the Internet. I think it's so interesting what you said that you know, 10 years ago we would not be doing this show or you would not be having your online magazine. You know, It's all about learning skill sets and, and being very adaptable for sure. Uh, we've got less than a minute to our next break. Uh, we are here with uh, Eric Laughlin. We are discussing his book, The System, and we talked about having a championship mindset. We talked about staying in the conversation and building those relationships. We also talked about generating leads. And really, you know, think about your warm market. Think about who you know. Think about industries that uh, relate or are compatible or, or complementary to your industry and build referral relationships. And we'll talk about building referrals a little bit later in the show. And, of course, utilize and embrace technology, embrace change. Don't be afraid to do that. In the next section, we are going to be talking about handling objections and, and why, why objections are actually good. And we can talk about uh, generating referrals. And we'll talk about the idea of using a script and not just winging it. You'll be a lot more successful when you do something predictable. We'll be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Saving Solutions innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no upfront of pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week... 
She will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My uh, very special guest this week is Eric Lawholm. And if you want to call in and, and talk, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And I want to ask, uh, in any sales situation, people typically don't enjoy hearing objections to their offering. They think, oh, they said no, or they're asking questions, or I hate questions. We should actually embrace that, though, right? Well, objections is is a part of the process. So there isn't a scenario where we, you know, eliminate them 100%. I mean, we can do things to reduce the number of objections we get, uh, but it's a it's a normal, natural part of the sales process. So we don't want to avoid them by any stretch, but we do want to be very strategic in how we address them. Okay, that's great. So uh, one thing that you do suggest in your book is to have a series or a list of objections that are pretty common. In fact, there are there are certain objections that are pretty common through any industry, whether it's I don't have money, I don't have time, I gotta talk to my spouse. You you talk about having a script or having some idea of how you're gonna to respond to those in a very systematic way all the time. Yeah, so the, the thing with scripting, it's interesting because if you ask most people, you know, what do you think of when you think of a script? Um it's arm, it's um, canned, rehearsed, mechanical, inauthentic. It's just not me, and robotic. And so they resist it. And scripting is actually the most profitable idea that I've ever learned. And, and the reason why many there's many reasons why it's so persuasive. But one of them is that human beings respond in predictable ways. So when you ask for the order, if you're selling one on one, the way that I teach, you ask for the order and you're silent. <coughs> because part of the language of influence is silence, and it's mm-hmm. like giving the prospect a hot potato. So then when you do that, they're predictably going to say yes, no, or they're going to give you an objection, and it's just going to happen that way. And if they give you an objection, like, I don't have the time. So now it's like they gave you the hot potato back. So now you want to give them the hot potato back or give them the hot potato back and ask for the order. And this is what happens between a dialogue with a sales champion and a prospect. And so we can model that, and we can prepare for how we're going to respond when they give us those common objections, like a simple script that anybody could say for virtually any objection is, tell me more about that. So Hmm. how do you feel about moving forward? And you're silent. You're asking for the order. And they go, well, I need to talk it over with my wife. Okay, so now you've got to respond. And so you say, well, tell me more about that. Now, at that point, they're going to now need to give you more information. It's probably not going to close the sale, right? but it, it keeps the conversation going. And so if we can develop a series of responses that we're comfortable with, it's kind of like we got them on our success tool belt. It's going to give somebody a lot more confidence when the prospect raises an objection. So there's you know, many different things that we can do. One of the techniques, tell me more about that. Another one is, um, is that your only concern? Uh, you handle mm-hmm. an objection with a question. The price is too high. Is that your only concern? And, it's, again, it's probably not going to close the sale, but it's going to keep the conversation going. So the right. more confident you can get and the more responses you can become comfortable with, uh, the more successful you're going to be. There's typically 7 to 12 common objections in any industry. Not that many. Mm-hmm. Take the time. Script out your best responses. Ask people in your industry, how do you handle this one? What do you say here? Ask people in other industries, how do you handle the time objection? You document all of it, you practice it, and then when you're live with a prospect, you're going to have a lot more confidence, and you're going to have some really great responses. 
Absolutely. So when you say ask other people in your industry, do you find that people are open to helping you with stuff like that? Or do you find that people are guarding that stuff as almost proprietary trade secret? You know, it just really depends on the individual. You know, for example, like for you and I, if I asked you questions about your show and how you made it so successful and how you get your guests and the format, you know, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, not a problem. If you asked me questions about my magazine and how I did it, you know, not a problem. I'd actually right. tell you to talk to my partner because he's, he's the brains behind the magazine. I'm the promoter of it. I get the people to subscribe. He does all the mechanics of it. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I'm very uh, collaborative in in how I communicate and share with people. And, you know, there's <clears throat> there's very few things that I wouldn't share with somebody else. It's just part of who I am as a person. Some right. people are more um, secretive, though. So, you know, yeah. you find out if they're open to it. And if they are, then... Uh, you pick their brain, and like you said earlier with Tony Robbins' success, leaves clues. Absolutely, and I, I find that the, the really successful people are accessible, and they want to help, and they are collaborative, and they're only secretive about just a very few things like you just alluded to. In fact, I had a chance to speak at a high school graduation about a week and a half ago, and that's one of the things that I told them is if you are looking uh, for ways to become successful and there's something you want to set out to do, ask someone how they did it. And ask for as much help as they're willing to give you. The successful people, the accessible people will help you because while you, while you have a lot of uh, common interests, there's just, it's just overlap. I mean, your, your interests and their interests aren't completely compatible. There's going to be a uniqueness about you that you have to find. So I love that. And I, I, I think that's really fantastic. So let's ask about getting referrals. I mean, that is the most cost-effective way that someone can get new business is to look to your current customer list if you have some. So what do you think are the most effective ways of doing that? Do you just come right on ask, or is there a more subtle way of doing it, or is there a timing issue of when okay, you should so here's do couple, it? Here's a couple specific things. So selling okay. is a very intentional style of communication. So you can go in before you start the presentation and have an intention that you're going to get referrals which you then figure out at what point in the presentation I'm going to ask. You develop a script, and you can do it in a very systematic way, and you could predictably produce referrals presentation after presentation after presentation. So that's the first thing you can do. Second thing is a reciprocal referral relationship. I call that RRR, reciprocal referral relationship. So you find somebody who um, can provide you leads on an ongoing basis, and in return, you provide them leads on an ongoing basis. So I might go to somebody who's a copywriter, and I don't, you know, I, I don't consider myself a copywriter. I write sales scripts. So I might go to the copywriter and go, hey, if you're talking to anybody that needs a telemarketing script, refer them to me. And if I come across anybody that needs copywriting, I'll refer them to you. And they go, cool. Mm-hmm. So now we just set up a reciprocal referral relationship. My favorite strategy um, is the POI strategy. And typically, when we get a lead, we want to sell our product or service to that lead. That's our mindset. I get a lead, I deliver a presentation. Well, with a POI, we leverage their network. It's a shift in thinking where I would look at you, Brian, and instead of looking at you as buying a product from me, mm-hmm. I would look at your network. And you would be more valuable to me with all the people in your network, maybe 100 times more valuable than you yeah. as um, a client for me. And okay. so like Bill Glazer, for example, with Glazer Kennedy years ago, he promoted me to the Glazer Kennedy database, one of the largest marketing databases in the country. Yeah. And I didn't try, because you're probably familiar with them, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. I didn't try and sell Bill Glazer my protege program. <laughs> okay. I said, yeah. Bill, can you promote me to your multi-thousand person network? And from that, over 500 leads came into my database, and I probably did, I don't know, 100 grand in business, whatever the revenue was. So Bill was far more valuable to me as a, um, leveraging his network. And a lot of salespeople, they, they don't even think like that. So salespeople right. will meet me, and I have a 21,000-person database all over the world, and they'll mm-hmm. like try and sell me their product. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I might be 100 times more valuable to them as yeah. – a referral partner, like it might be better for them to go, hey, Eric, here, you can have my, my whatever for free. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Will you promote me? Would you put me on a call with 100 of your top prospects or clients? You know, mm-hmm. so um, 
this is a very powerful way of thinking um, because I, I have hundreds of these types of relationships where I gain access to people's networks. Sometimes I have them buy from me, but that's that's probably my number one lead uh, yeah. generation strategy. Absolutely, and that reminds me of a, a story I read in a book called Three Feet from Gold by Greg Reed and Sharon Lecker. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great book. And you talk about the power of influence, uh, center of the person of influence concept. There was one specific part in that book where uh, character Greg, the main character, was talking to somebody. I don't remember who he was speaking to. Oh, I think it was about the, the development of Velcro as a technology. And he said, so how did you build this big empire? How many sales did you make? And the guy said, I made one sale. I sold it, I, I sold the concept to the most influential person in the manufacturing industry. And then that network, he spider-webbed it out to his whole network, and that's how he got rich. And it, it does work. The POI thing really, really does work. So if you are out there listening, thinking about who is your center of influence in whatever industry you're looking at, uh, find a way to become friends with them, approach them, and and think about the network and not just that one sale. Excellent point, Eric. I love that. That was really great. So we've got about two minutes to our next break. And so let me ask you something. Here, this is a question that uh, uh, we might end up having to spill part of this discussion to the final segment, but I want to ask about how to close. This is probably, I'm guessing this is your most asked question. How do I close? How do I make more sales? Do you have specific strategies to recommend? Yeah, there's a lot of answers to that question. I'll cover some of it now, and certainly we can talk in the next segment. Uh-huh. Um, the number one closing tip that I teach is to have the prospect want what you're offering before you get to the close. So in order to do that, you have to deliver a benefit-driven presentation. The heavy lifting is done in the body of the presentation, not in the close. Uh, the second tip is that in a sales presentation, everything counts. So you can actually get better closing more sales by improving any one aspect of the sales presentation. So if you get better at trust and rapport, in theory, it could help you close more sales. If you get better at identifying customer needs, it could help you close more sales. The optimum, and this is what I teach, you break down the sales process into every step, and then you incrementally improve each step. Mm. And if you improve each step, it makes the overall presentation far more persuasive uh, and then when we come back from the break, we can go into some of the specifics of like, what do you do in the actual close, which is where you're explaining the offer, the guarantee, the price, you're asking people to buy from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's some very specific things that I do in a close, uh, to make it more effective. That's great. And we will come back from our final break momentarily. This is Success Profiles Radio. My guest is Eric Lawson. We are discussing his book, The System. Please don't miss the final segment. It's going to be great. We will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. 
What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is our final segment, and if you want to call in and talk to us real briefly, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And Eric, before the break, we were talking about closing and uh, how we can do that. So let's continue that discussion. What are some specific strategies that we can do to uh, finalize the sale? Uh, You know, one of the things that it comes down to is the structure of the close. And so... I teach closing is as easy as one, two, three. Now, when I say structure the close, I'm talking about you've built rapport, you've identified the need, you've brought the benefits to life, and you're now at the end of the presentation where you've created a desire inside of the prospect to want your product or service. So now we've got to explain it to them, and then we've got to ask them for the order. So I teach closing is as easy as one, two, three. Step number one is transition into the close. This is a bridge statement from the body of the presentation into the close. It's your way of saying to the prospect, hello, we're closing now, and Uh and it's done elegantly. And we really want to pre-frame this. Pre-framing is where you let the prospect know in advance what's going to happen. So we pre-frame them that there's going to be an offer at the end, and then you transition to the close. And it could be as simple as what I'd like to do now is share with you how I work with clients like you. That would be an example of a bridge statement, transition okay. statement. Then we have the body of the close, step number two. And this is where you cover all of the components of the close. So what you want to do is make a list of every key thing that needs to be covered in the close. Key things are like um, the price, the guarantee, the warranty, what's included, bonuses, method of payment, terms of payment, you know, all of the structure things that need to be covered. You make a list of all those things, and then you put that list in order, and that's what makes up the body of the close. And then step number three is the final, final close. And the final, final close is where you ask for the order. It's where you ask for a commitment. And in the final, final close, think of the Girl Scouts selling Girl Scout cookies. So mm-hmm. they'll say, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And then they're silent. You yeah. have to respond. And that script sells millions of boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Well, we as entrepreneurs, business owners, salespeople, et cetera, we got to close. You've got to ask for the order at the end. I'm not saying be pushy. I'm saying you've got to ask. And so I end every sales presentation with a clear and compelling call to action. And I call that the final, final close. And so Mm -hmm. I know before I go into a presentation – I know exactly how I'm going to say it at the end. I know the language I'm going to use. I know the website I'm going to direct them to. I know I'm going to talk about closing mechanism here. The mechanism is the order form, or they go on their their iPhone and they punch in their order, or they go to a website and they call a certain number. You need to know your order mechanism. You, You want your clothes to be clear and compelling. And the more clear and compelling it is, the more confident you're going to have when you're closing. And so... Those are those are all things that that make a difference in the close. Absolutely, that's fantastic. So once you have made the close and you you have the deal in hand, uh, well, actually, that's where the relationship really begins. But what, let's talk about what happens if the deal does not happen. Then, of course, there's something called follow up. And a lot of people are not very diligent about it. They think that it's the customer's job to call them back if they want to do it. No, no, that's not right. So let's talk about what you call in your book the $50,000 idea as it relates to follow-up. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the, the thing, one just very powerful idea that you can all get from this interview is that selling is intentional. So 
I don't sit back and wait for people to call me. Sometimes they call me and I get organic sales, but I'm, I'm very proactive and intentional. And follow-up is very intentional. And so when you deliver a presentation and somebody does not buy from you, but they're still interested, the $50,000 idea, if you actually did this, it'll put an extra $50,000 in your pocket and increase commissions. It's you follow-up, follow-up, follow-up until they buy or die. You follow-up, follow-up, follow-up until they buy or die. You take the sale to a conclusion of a yes or a no. And what mm-hmm. most people do, they deliver the presentation. The person says, I need to think about it. Call me on Tuesday. Salesperson calls them on Tuesday, and they don't answer, and then that's it. And they never call them again. So what we do is we, we, we're committed. We're committed to resolution. Right. You know, that's really the bottom line. We're committed to resolution. And so mm-hmm. we're going to continue to follow up with this person until they give us an answer one way or the other. We're going to be politely persistent. And I have closed many, many sales by applying this philosophy. And if you can just be intentional, intentional with your lead generation, if you go to a networking event and you want to pull you know, five leads, five business cards, intentional in your, your marketing and your number of calls you make on a daily basis, it, you, know, you get intentional, you're going to produce the result. And uh, it's one of the... One of the secrets to producing outstanding results is, is having that intention. You do it with your radio show. This, yeah. It's once a week that you do this, right? Right. So you have an intention. Like, you know, I'm going to have a guest on every week, and if you didn't have one one time, you know, maybe you do the show yourself. But it's yep. out of that intention. You reached out to me, and I said, yes. You caused me to be on your show. I didn't practically reach out to you because I didn't right. know about the show. Right. I knew of you through Facebook, but I didn't know you had this awesome show. It was highly rated on, on iTunes and all that. And so when you reached out, it was an easy yes. But you caused this out of your intention. And, and Steve Jobs, when he was alive, he talked about this, that we yeah. have unbelievable influence over our life and what we produce out of our own intention. Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving on to another topic, because this is really important. As you, I, I want to talk about specifically how you've built your business online because, you know, as we talked about before, this whole part of technology has developed just in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, and now we're really embracing it and trying to figure out what we're really going to do with it. Some people have figured this out really, really well, and others uh, are still trying to figure out what exactly they want to do with their business in terms of an online platform. So let's pick your brain about social media. Which platforms do you use the most and are most important to you? How do you build a community online? How do you build a following? Yeah, so I'm most active on Facebook. Um, I, I do have a Twitter. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, a little bit on Google Plus, but the majority of what I do is on Facebook. And how I use this strategically is I I post and I think about the end user that's going to read my post. And if you think about people on Facebook, right? People, let's just face it, people are addicted to Facebook. So mm-hmm. they're they're on there and they they stalk. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, but it's just the reality. And I, there's people I stalk too. People stalk Facebook profiles. In other words, we have our favorites on Facebook, and we, you know, we check those pages when uh, we, we're online. And so yeah. my thought is, well, I want, I want my page to be a page that people stalk. I want to create so much value that I don't want it to just show up in the news feed. And if they happen to be online when when my post goes through the news feed, which uh, only like 11% or something go in the news feed of your friend's post. So right. I don't want to rely on that. I want to create so much value that people go to my page and they like you know 10 of my posts in a row or they comment on, on three of my posts. And, and I have a tremendous amount of activity uh, on my Facebook. And the reason is I don't post negative stuff. I right. never post negative. I always post positive. And so I attract people that are interested in reading positive posts, and then I have a couple of signature posts. Every day I start off, my first post of the day is, today is a great day. And I always yes, post that. Yes, you do. I see and that every day, and I like my it every signature single day. post. And then, I, then I, um, uh, I'll do an affirmation, and then I encourage other people to post an affirmation. So then it's another positive thing. And then I have certain uh, pictures that I post over and over and over again, not necessarily every day. Uh, and then, then I will post thought-provoking things when I'm kind of raw in the moment understanding something in my life. And it's just raw and in the moment. I'll, I'll write it, and I'll write it in a positive, encouraging way for people to learn from it. And so those posts typically get 50 to 100 likes on them. And so mm-hmm. I, I've done that as a strategy 
<clears throat> and it's been um, it's been really really successful. And one interesting thing about um, about our posts, like you have no clue like who's reading your posts. And right. like one funny thing, this is just a side note, is that somebody, let's say they're single. And they're they're complaining that they can't find a boyfriend or girlfriend, and that's their post. And I'm like, why would you post that? You're repelling everybody from wanting to connect with you. I know, right? Because the reality is, I mean, nowadays, if somebody's single, you know, they might end up meeting them on social media. It's just one of the ways we meet people. And so it's just funny how when people, they put these negative posts on Facebook, and it's just like, what are you doing to your business? Do not publish there. You know, that's what people do. Exactly. So we've got less than three minutes until the end. So I want to ask you the question that I ask everybody on this show, Eric, who inspires and motivates you? You know, I, I'm the, the person I'm probably most inspired by lately is no longer alive. Um, and that's Steve Jobs. And, and I'm so yeah. thankful that there's documentaries on him, um, there's books on him, there's audios, there's you know, videos on YouTube, and I watch these same audios and videos over and over and over again. I'm so inspired by his way of thinking. You know, he became a, a billionaire in two different uh, businesses. He changed multiple industries, and it was never about money for him. It was always about creating quality products, thinking about the end user. Design was important to him. Uh, innovation, thinking in combinations. You know, he had his quirks about him that you know was well documented. But that individual, um, you know, me being a small business owner, and you know, he started his business as a small business for what he was able to accomplish. Man, that that's inspiring to me. That's wonderful. And as we close the show out, Eric, how can we buy your book? How can we contact you? Become part of your community, etc. Yeah, a couple ways to connect. You know, find me on Facebook, and uh, even if my friends are full, just follow me, Eric Offholm. You can find me there. Um, I love sellingmag.com. You get my magazine for free. I love sellingmag.com. And the main book we've been talking about is on Amazon.com. Look up uh, my name and the system. You get the Kindle for two dollars and ninety nine cents. It's a two hundred and fifty page book, or the paperback for ten dollars, uh, mm-hmm. right on Amazon.com. So those are some some simple ways to connect with me. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Eric Lafon, for being my very special guest today. It was a real joy and a real pleasure. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. And as we close out the show, let me tell you a little bit about how you can uh, connect with me. You can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook, Brian K. Wright. You can also find my Success Profiles radio fan page on Facebook. So uh, like my page, connect with me there. I'm also on LinkedIn. And uh, soon I'm going to be on some other social media outlets as well as I explore what's really out there for me. So uh, we're going to close out the show. And it was an absolute pleasure having Eric Lawson as my very special guest. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern for another episode with another fantastic guest as we will explore uh, the business of success and how we can all do more, accomplish more, and be more in our lives. Join us next week, 6 p.m. Eastern on Monday. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week,